0: This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church, and you will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon, along with Mark Hostel. Our last podcast, actually, we were talking about words. And we were talking about words from this verse in Colossians 4, 6. Let, every, let your conversation be always full of grace, which we talked about. But mm-hmm. then there's that phrase, season with salt, so yeah. that you may know how to answer everyone. And so I was thinking about the salt idea of your words. Is there anything really better than salt
1: no, on food? Um, well, think about it. I mean, I love salt. Mm-hmm. I think about this i mean in uh in the word study on this pure and penetrating mm-hmm. think about that for salt pure it uh, purifies yeah absolutely it penetrates when you have salt on your
0: like you're gonna taste it you know if it's, it's good salt it's tasty <laughs> yeah that's what i think yeah. about salt mm-hmm. it's tasty there's something about humanity mm-hmm. we like sweet stuff we like salty stuff Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I I, I can't we even... mix the
1: two and it's delicious. Yeah, you know my, what I'm saying? You
0: might, might be able to mix the two, but yeah. I mean, the saltiness is... Brings a certain deliciousness, a certain mm-hmm. flair to the meat, a certain... Better taste to the beans. I mean, I look at popcorn. Popcorn Mm -hmm. is nothing but a conduit for butter and salt. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. Like, popcorn Mm. would be worthless, (laughs) except it's a reason. It's an excuse to eat more butter and salt. So we love it. Like, we crave Mm -hmm. salt. We do. We do. And so I I used
1: to work in concrete, and, and on a hot day, it was kind of disgusting, but on a hot day, I would sweat and sweat and sweat. My clothes would have salt streaks all sure. through. My arms would be. Were they s- tasty? Like I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wring them out and drink them or anything. But right. no, man, right. It, it, you're right. I mean, it, we crave it. And on those days, man, I wanted something salty. I wanted potato chips. You had salt. I, I,
0: you know, I needed something. Well, you have to have salt too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in football mm-hmm. playing, in I remember in junior high, they would make us take salt tablets. Like we we're sweating a lot, yeah. and they would make us and something about retaining water and fluids mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and yep. and that's you know that's what Jerry's like. If I wake up and I feel a little fatter in a day, she's like, "Well, you probably ate a lot of salt <laughs> yesterday." That's it. Yep, that's, that's it. it. That's words full of salt, yeah, seasoned with salt. Actually, go, right. no, I, I think it means your words are delicious. Your words are appealing. Your words are. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just better. It helps us it go down. I mean, and, and it's in the
1: context of making the most of every opportunity. I keep I keep remembering that. Like we this is so this is talking about making every opportunity count when we're talking to somebody. We want to walk away from those conversations, having built that person up, not torn them down. I mean, this is the this is the emphasis
0: I think of what Paul's trying to say. Well, we all you probably know? talk too much, you know. I I do slow I, I I do. to speak. I knew right. I slow I do, to, <laughs> but in my many conversations, they should be full of grace yeah. and they should be seasoned with salt. Absolutely, that's it. I mean, if if you're Season with salt and you're really, and not being salty as we talked about, because that's a little bit <laughs> sassy right. and right. not pleasant, but just being pleasant and you'll know how to answer everyone. You'll know how to answer. He didn't say you'll know what to answer. He said, you'll know how to answer them. I wonder how this applies. How.
1: how does this apply in written? So so a lot of our communication and talking right now is in written form. You know how much I text, you know, and email And I don't do much online, you know, on social media, but how much we communicate even there, your written words can can communicate a lot too, you know. And we should season those with salt too. Add a little extra to it, you know. Put a little blessing on that, you know, that text you're sending out or whatever, you know. Well,
0: yeah, Um, I think um, put smiley faces on things so people know you're not serious. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that's one thing. (laughs) If I'm kidding around and I'm busting somebody's chops, like, and, man, I do. And, and that's really <laughs> something I did want to talk about because you're even mm. when we're, we're speaking in season with salt, it doesn't mean you can't tease people. Mm. To me, part of my love language mm. is joking around. Like, if mm. I like you, I'm going to absolutely bust your chops. Yeah. And I may call you names. My first day back at the gym, it was so <laughs> ridiculous because I see three people I know, two of them, the second two that came in, as soon as we're coming in the gym, I mean, it's like name calling. It's busting each other's mm-hmm. chops. It's, yeah. Why? Because we all like each other. Right. And it, it, it's such a weird thing to say. Are you saying that guys like each other, like make fun of each other? Yeah, they do. I mean, if I'm, well, well, I always say to people, don't worry about when I'm joking around. Worry about when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm so serious, like I'm not joking around. Yeah. Then that's not always mean that we're on good terms you know mm-hmm. so if i know you pretty mm-hmm. well i'm probably i'm probably laughing about something because i'm always laughing right. Right. and i tend to gravitate uh towards laughers you know what i mean i tend to gravitate towards mm-hmm. people who also have a sense of humor right who can joke around and laugh Absolutely. about stuff and i would say mm-hmm. probably some of my friends even in social media that i they're pretty funny you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's like we're that's probably why you got along with
1: those girls at the gym so good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching or yeah. listening, I'm talking about him. You, you. I'll know? tell them you said yeah, that. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's great. And I think the teasing is, is fine. And but I think, I think we have, what I'm simply trying
1: to suggest is, is we have to apply this not only to what our, you know, our speech, but also to the other forms of communication <laughs> that we have, you know. Um, we well, I use, think you have to be careful. Be pleasant. Be pleasant,
0: you know. Right, mm-hmm. I think too, Mark, one of the things in communication is that I, and I'm guilty of it. I see other people be guilty of it. You got to let a person finish their sentence
1: mm.
0: before you jump in there. You know what I'm saying? It's just in meetings I have sometimes I'll, somebody saying it, and then I'll hear, if I could just finish what I was saying, mm. if I could just, I, I've said it before. If you would just let me say the whole sentence first, you would you would know where I'm going because we're saying the same thing. Just, just let me get all the words out of my mouth. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. here. I just, just want to finish my thought. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people don't even allow you to finish that thought. So yeah, you know, that, that's not heard really that, what we're talking about, but you probably heard that in the last three minutes. No, right? I no not here, <laughs> but I have, I I have heard it recently for sure. And I just, I noticed it. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm hearing somebody else say the same thing. I think when talking mm-hmm. to the same person, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, sometimes you feel like you can't get your whole sentence out of your head yep. before somebody's jumping right back at you. And it's just patience now, patience, mm. just let the person talk, right, and have a little mm-hmm. bit of say. But anyway, words bring mm-hmm. life, Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has power of life and death, and those who love it will use fruit. So tongue has power of life and death, that's powerful. Uh, Proverbs 15, 4, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And I looked that word, uh, where it says a uh, soothing tongue is a tree of life. And really the word soothing comes from Hebrew word rapa, arapa. And a means healing. Healing.
1: Yeah. Right. That's what my translation says. So
0: it's a healing word. And then I mm-hmm. looked that up and it was talking in different parts of the Bible, like salt water being turned to fresh. And it was the word was used healing. That it went from salt to fresh. And then Isaiah 53, 5, with the stripes, we are healed. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you look at what Jesus Christ has done for us and healing. Those are powerful concepts. If you could take salt water and make it fresh, if you could, because salt water is not drinkable, you know, if you can make it drinkable, if you can heal by his stripes, Jesus Christ actually heals us. And it's saying that the tongue has a the, or the soothing tongue is a tree of life. A tree of life would be a, the tree that would bring, would have brought health in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. If they would have continued to live, wow. they always had the tree of life to keep them living. Wow. Right? So mm. he, mm-hmm. a healing tongue, mm-hmm. you know, that my words should bring healing to people. And then that really brings up the question, like, what are the words then that bring healing? If it says here that our words can bring healing, like what? That's my question.
1: Yeah. Affirmation, uh, encouragement, right. um, sometimes a rebuke right? I mean sometimes sometimes if you're in a sinful way and you correct that person and you turn them from their sin, that's a well, that's yeah. a healing no, I, thing. You yeah, that's a healing thing sure. Uh, but you're going to do it with a uh, pleasant, gracious spirit, you know? But I'm thinking of the, I think affirmation for sure. Um you know the, the proverbs I'm looking at right now, is 16:24, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, healing to the bones. Right. I mean, these are pleasant words that, you know, you talk to your wife and you you affirm her beauty. You appreciate her, her actions around the house right. or the way she engages with you, this and that, the way she raises your children.
0: Those are healing words. Right. I mean, they bring health to her. Right. You know? Soothing. Yep. I like how the NIV translates that. A soothing tongue. Soothing. Mm-hmm. And when I think of healing sometimes if you're in pain or if you have a cut or you have an infection and you can point an ointment to it on it that brings soothing or if you have poison ivy and you could put something on it that starts to dry it out and stops it from itching it just kind of soothes it it mm. makes it feel mm. better or we are consumers at times of ibuprofen because we have inflammation yeah. so if i hike hard like we went out to, we hiked out to the lighthouse And it was a harder hike in that you're coming down hard from taller elevations and they're big steps down, you know, to other ice to ice. And before I went to bed, I took ibuprofen because I knew I was going to be in pain. Mm. Just my joints and everything else. And it brings soothing. And sometimes when people are hurting, they're wounded. Our words can bring them healing. You say words of affirmation. I think those are part of it. Uh, words like you know, I love you. You're, you're going to be okay. You can do this. We appreciate you. You know, words of hope. You know, that bring yeah. hope. One of the first yeah. jobs a, a person has, if if your spouse is upset with you, your first job is to inspire hope. Number one thing they'll t- they taught me in counseling school was when somebody's in trouble, first words inspire hope that is your number one job as a counselor when yeah. somebody comes to you is to inspire them with hope that it can get better because there's not a lot more that's soothing or more soothing than hopeful words mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
1: absolutely sometimes i think we have to be careful how much we say about ourselves and how we can actually talk very down on ourselves and detrimental to ourself and, and we start believing those words that we say about ourselves. i'm not good at this i don't do that well i'm a i'm a failure uh, you know there's no hope for me i have no value i have no purpose i'll never get beyond this blah 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 those words are just going to be destroying start speaking hope to yourself remember right. the psalmist said why are you downcast oh my soul why do you have no hope within you? Put your hope in God. You know, that's Psalm 42. Like, like he, it, you know, you, we have to we have to speak ourselves into that place right. of
0: hope too. And if you came to me with those words, obviously, then I would explain to you how you're made for mm-hmm. uh, a <clears throat> specific reason. But I honestly don't think it's a bad thing for a person who, to think they're not good enough to do it. Because in the thinking you're not good enough is a reliance upon God. And so for me, when mm-hmm. I come to those times where I think I can't do it, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve to be here, I don't deserve this position, I don't deserve it. That's not a bad place to be because it helps you to realize, keep you humble. Mm-hmm. You know, you start yeah, thinking you do deserve it. You think you start thinking you are good enough. I don't know that that is a great place. Like I'm a big Eagles fan. They're going to play in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Maybe by the time this airs, they already did play, but. Uh, I don't want them coming in overconfident. I don't want them coming into that game thinking, we got this, man. We're going to mm. tear them apart. We're mm. going to – I want them coming in humble. I want them coming in thinking they're going to have to work for it and they're really going to have to strive – because in the overconfidence sometimes I think mm-hmm. is is problem. So if you came to me, my words of healing, my words of soothing would be, that's okay because when you're weak, God is wrong. Yeah. That's what Paul yeah. found out. And in mm-hmm. all things, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. Like that would be my words of hope to you. I think there, there are times too where I really think people broken down in life need to know you're beautiful how you are. Yeah. Now as a guy, I can't be running yeah. around telling him telling chicks they're beautiful you know what I'm saying right like, it's probably what I shouldn't be saying but I can encourage <laughs> but I can encourage right. them I mm-hmm. can encourage them say hey you're doing mm-hmm. a great job mm-hmm. or you know I really appreciate this about you yeah. and I think some people that have really been put down in life sometimes people put down like you're not a good enough christian you know you you don't measure up you're never going to be good enough to say, Hey, where, where does that idea come from? What does God say about you? Is that what God said? Right. Just because you can't do everything every Christian expects you to do Mm -hmm. is does God expect it? Or is this a man-made rule? Because some of the times people were struggling because we gave them man-made things to do. That's right. It wasn't even a God thing. Mm. Yeah. Certainly I should feel terrible about myself. If I'm out cheating on my wife, ripping people off, lying to people. Yeah. I ought to feel bad because I'm not matching God's expectations, but if I'm, Because I wasn't what you wanted me to be because I didn't go where you want. You know, no, I, I, it has to come down to, it has to be from God, I think, but I would encourage people don't, I've plenty of times I've felt, no, I can't do it. Like I'm just not strong enough. I can't do it. That's okay.
1: Not a bad place to be. I can do all things in Mm -hmm. Christ through Christ. Now perverseness,
0: Um, perverseness are words because the perverse, perverse words are going to be the words, words to destroy actually is a word that would mean like lie. Yeah. Like you're twisting words about somebody. And those are the words that really hurt people. And so that's something that we have to be careful of because, again, a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And that's a, that's a real dangerous thing right there. It can be detrimental. Yeah. Um, so
1: abusive language is what that's that's really in Colossians. You know, put off, put off all such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, and abusive language, like filthy talk from your mouth. Right. Don't lie to one another since you've put off the old man and its practices um, and have been clothed as a new man with renewed knowledge. Like stop using your speech to slander people, to communicate your anger with people and your ma- maliciousness with them. Use it in a way that's going to build them up, you know? Right. This is Paul's message all throughout the epistles and the Bible. I mean, the whole Bible, really. Right. Use your words in a way that are going to season people with grace.
0: I mean, uh, lying about people can be so destructive. I mean, when you're lying or you're spreading slander, things that you're not really aware of, and you heard something in town and you spread it, man, how do you know it's true? My my Mm. daughter in uh, April of one of the years, and boy, I was furious down in college, she loved her dorm. She had a lot of friends. She's a quiet kid. She had a lot of friends there, people she got along, and they kicked her out of her own dorm because her roommate said that she was texting whatever in the middle of the night and this and that. So I got on the phone, and I just kept chewing my way up the ladder till I got to the person in charge, and I talked to them about it. And I went down. I said, when I come down and pick up my daughter, I'm going to talk to you. We are going to meet face-to-face about this. So she said, well, you know, your daughter was sending these texts. I said, okay. I said, let me ask you something. Did you see them? Well, no. I said, then how do you know they exist? Just because somebody comes to you and says, "So and so texted me, da 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 mm-hmm. da," because my daughter's like, "Dad, I have no idea what they're even talking about." Like, I look through my phone; there's nothing like that. Like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Wow. So I said, "Surely these girls who came to you showed you the text, right?" Well, no. Well, here, like a year later the one girl comes up and apologizes for lying. And and it was like so hurtful to my daughter. My daughter did not forget that. Oh like goodness, she was yeah. hostile for years about that. And I don't blame her. And I just felt that was a case of you, you can't assume some story you hear is true. You mm-hmm. can't assume right. if somebody comes and tells me, Hey, by the way, uh, somebody's texting, you know, me this and that and this and that. Show me, show me. Yeah, I can't believe it. Just <laughs> right. off the top, you know what I'm saying? It's right? like without mm-hmm. evidence, I can't go and make a move. And then all of a sudden, I'm throwing somebody out of a ministry, sure. and I've never even seen it. And I've no. never even asked them if it's true. I just summarily removed. That would be like if somebody comes to you, tells me, "Hey, Mark said this and said this." I'm Mark. I'm removing you from your position. I've never asked you about it. Yeah, never talked be, to you about you it. Couldn't do never it. Never right? let right. I would never do it. So I told this. I met with mm-hmm. a woman. I said, "Listen, the reason I'm meeting with you right now." Is I never want you to do this to another student. What you did to my daughter was wrong. I said, and I never want you to do it. You cannot take somebody's word and not have proof of what in the world it is they're talking about and some kind of evidence, wow. you know, because it was crazy. That's dangerous. Oh, yeah, was, this matters. I mean, this right. this idea of um, it was hurtful to my daughter. It hurt her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. she was, she was hurt. Mm-hmm. She had had enough hurts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She didn't need an unnecessary hurt from somebody. And the person that was like saying all the junk just had, to, had them over to their house for like spring break, their hang-long break. It made no sense. I mean, it made no sense at all.
1: Um, the Lord, this matters to the Lord very much. Right. This idea of perverse speech, deceptive speech. In, in Psalm 34, this is an interesting verse. It says, do you want to really live? Would you love to live a long and happy life? Our answer is yes. Right. Right. It says, then make sure you don't speak evil words and use deceptive speech. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. You know, right. why is there a connection to long life and, and uh, true speech, you know, uh, or, or not so long a life and deceptive speech.
0: Why is there a connection there?
1: Because it, it matters. Dude, I mean, it's
0: hard. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Like it's something I don't understand because it's so different for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to hurt people. um, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't believe in it. I'm not going to go and spread rumors about you that aren't true or just go. Mm-hmm. To me, like there's something like really war mentally if you're going to do it. But in an evil, sinful world where we, we recognize there's immorality, it could be greed, there could be laziness, there's lust, there's all kinds of things. You have to be, I have to be open to the fact Bill, sometimes people lie just to lie. I mean, they 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 just do. Yeah. They're going to go spread a story that's just not true. They're mm-hmm. going to start a rumor. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I But I've certainly mm-hmm. been on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. I've certainly heard the stories that have been told that were so fallacious and outrageous. It was really laughable, to be honest with you. But the but sad thing is people really believe it. Like, they actually leave this nonsense mm. you recognize it as pure nonsense because you're the guy that lived that you don't even right. know why somebody would start it like why why would people do that like why yeah. would you say something about somebody else that's absolutely not true and i don't know i i don't know i i just know for us those putrid words like ephesians 4 29 don't let that unwholesome talk come out of your mouth man mm-hmm. your word should be helpful for building others up according to their needs and it may benefit those who listen this is where we're at we need to make sure that our words are beneficial to those who listen. really last podcast, this podcast, that's a big theme, yep. right? Yep.
1: Absolutely. You know, I like what you said earlier on, you know, start with your marriage, start with those that are closest with you make sure you get this right. You know, and, you know, I think a lot of times if we, if we spend a lot of time talking to God, it'll help us in our speech to others. You know, we have to, that prayer language with the Lord helps us with other people to know how to benefit other people, I think the best thing we could do to instruct our te- our mouth is learn how to bless people. Learn how to use your mouth to bless them. And it's hard to have an unwholesome thing come out of your mouth when you're thinking about how to bless someone.
0: You right. know, and I think we should be people of courage. Be hmm? be positive yeah. because you got to remember sometimes the the words you may forget what you said but the other person you said it to may not. Yeah,
1: absolutely,
0: And also yeah. the power of the positive word is sometimes that word, that positive word you gave someone is exactly, mm. exactly what they needed to hear. I remember a story, uh, a man told me and it was his father and he talked to some kid just out of the blue, randomly went yeah. and talked to him and encouraged him. And that kid unbeknownst to the man was going to kill himself that day, that kid in high school. And the guy, just as God would have it, just happened to go over there And talk to this young man, encourage him, and he didn't do it. The power of words literally saved that guy's life. So remember how powerful your words are. You guys all have a great and an awesome week.